0: Welcome to Mystery mm-hmm. Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir.
1: I'm Aaron Weir and this is a teen drama fan yeah, so
0: cat. Yep. Fa- yep, this I is z- a
1: fan cat. <laughs> we don't want that cat.
0: We <laughs> no, it's a fan cat.
1: Although maybe a fan cat would be good because he would just blow all his dander away from you or right into your face. Oh,
0: you—it's th- uh, funny that you think of a literal fan cat because I was, as I was saying, fan cat. I was thinking of like you know a cat who was a fan, but as I was <laughs> like thinking like you know fanatic, you know. The, the, oh yeah, fan. fanatic. Yeah. Um, but in my head, was, I was—I was also thinking, hmm. A cat who is a fan.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about a cat whose tail, like, spirals around like an oscillating fan.
0: I was thinking more of, like, like an oscillating fan, like one of the big circle ones. But it's got, like, the Garfield eyes on it. <laughs> and, like, like the, the center point, like, the middle thing in the center of all the fans is, like, you know, the cat nose. So, and,
1: really a fan cat.
0: Yeah, and, like, and some of those, uh what do you call it, like, the... I don't know what you call those. supports. Whiskers? Yeah, they, those are the whiskers. Oh, yeah, Some of them yeah. are black, so they make whiskers. That's what I was thinking when I and thought about And like little a...
1: pointy ears on top of the um, wire that goes around the circle of the fan. Yeah,
0: and it just goes side to side, blowing air <laughs> and staring at you. It's, hor- it's horrific, is what it is.
1: But it also loves TV.
0: <laughs> it's both those things. It's a, it's a fan cat fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this monstrosity, though.
1: Well, we've developed a something.
0: Yep. <laughs> We're not talking about a fan cat, though. We're talking about the OC.
1: And I have some news, Kevin. Oh, yeah? I was watching a YouTube video today, and I learned something. What? I learned something that I think is relevant to the OC. Okay. The Taco Bell in Newport. Yeah. Newport Beach. Yeah. Is the only Taco Bell that sells (sighs) rosé. Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is relevant to the OC. I
0: mean, it is relevant to the OC. The Taco Bell in the real-world Newport sells rosé.
1: And can't you just picture Julie Cooper going there, refusing to eat the Taco Bell, turning up her nose? No, actually, Julie Cooper loves junky food.
0: I mean, especially when she's pretending to be poor. I mean, no, no, this is insane. She is poor.
1: She is poor, but (laughs) she also is role-playing as poor.
0: Yeah, when she LARPs as a poor person.
1: She and Neil go on their dates to the Taco Bell
0: when she gets a rosé.
1: And a chalupa.
0: I mean, I guess maybe there was just such a high demand in the area. That For rosé
1: like, that they were like, we gotta provide. Like, I guess we'll
0: have a ro- We'll have some rosé at the Taco Bell. I do love the thought process of a human being who's like, you know what we should do, what we should do this Tuesday? Tacos. Taco Tuesday. We should also get a rosé, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, you just got to cut that spice, that Taco Bell vinegary spice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that meat?
1: No, I want Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. There's a
0: Taco Time near me.
1: There's a Taco what? Bell near me.
0: Ah, uh, well, I have not seen a Taco Bell. I mean, I guess I have seen a Taco Bell. I have not comprehended a Taco Bell.
1: It's a Taco Bell KFC combo.
0: I, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I think is a reference to uh, GTA 4. Really? <laughs> There's... Um, there's a, I think it's called a Cluckin' Bell, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's literally a, like, Taco Bell KFC, and now, and then there's Taco Bell KFCs.
1: There is. This might be the only Taco Bell in Calgary.
0: Uh, it might be. I once thought that way Burger Kings, but people keep yelling at me that there's other Burger Kings in Calgary. Okay, there's
1: only, like, two, though.
0: And apparently one's over in, like... Shaughnessy. Yeah, over in Shaughnessy.
1: Is that I know. the one you thought was the one?
0: No, I knew there was one that was, like, up up north, just outside of town. It's a really weird, like, Burger King that is not within the city limits. I'm like, <laughs> is there some sort of rule that...
1: No Burger Kings in Calgary. No Burger
0: Kings in the city limits of Calgary. We talked about this a lot on my other podcast. Uh, but did you know that's <laughs> that, like, if you're in prison in Calgary, you technically can be released uh, and sent to the edge of town with a gun with one bullet and a horse...
1: I'm that like, is still in our city charter.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, is that what happened to Burger King? <laughs> like, <laughs> the Burger King was like, you must leave town. Here's a gun with one bullet and a horse. And they're just like, well, I guess we'll set up a Burger King right here.
1: Right on the edge of town. Right in right the- Balzac.
0: Right in Balzac. <laughs> <laughs> We do need to stop laughing at the name of that town.
1: And you have to pronounce it very specifically because it's Ball Zach.
0: It's Ball Zach.
1: It's like Zach Morris.
0: Yes, Ball Zach Morris.
1: It's like Zach Morris named a town. Let's be real. That's yeah. what he would call it. Mm,
0: yeah, all right. Cool. Cool reference to Saved by the Bell.
1: We're watching old TV shows on the podcast these yeah.
0: days. Well, let's get into this TV show that we're watching because this is the OC Season 3 Episode 17, The Journey. Journey. I will say right off the bat. That title will come in way late <laughs> into this episode. Yeah, it's episode. like barely. <laughs> it, it just squeaked in under the wire. There could have been better titles. Well, let's begin.
1: Where we learn... Kirsten has, has, in fact, become distinctly good at cooking. So,
0: something which I learned many episodes ago.
1: They were still put off by her cooking, but I forgot they were just teenagers.
0: Well, I mean, and also, I think what, what that was is that that was remnants of the old, like, of being like, uh, but I mean... Thai can, food. Can it really
1: be good? The answer is yes. Yeah. But more importantly than Kirsten being good at cooking, Friday... Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> That party is on a Sunday? Yep. (laughs) Where does Saturday go?
0: Uh, I mean, we see where Saturday goes. Everyone just sort of farts around.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Ryan's turning 18 on Sunday. (laughs) Yes,
0: it is Friday. No, it's Thursday. This starts on a Thursday because they have one day of school and then they have a Saturday.
1: Seth does not know it's Ryan's birthday, but Ryan's parents do.
0: Yes, uh, and here's the thing: Seth really wants to throw a party. Ryan doesn't, and surprisingly not surprisingly, I guess but in a turn you don't always see, the Cohens agree with Seth.
1: Yeah, it's something to be celebrated.
0: Ryan should have a birthday. And
1: Ryan's like, but I only know you guys.
0: <laughs> and Summer. And I and, broke up with Marissa. <laughs> and I broke up with Marissa, and the last birthday I had was like nine, and me and my mom went to the went to the zoo and then she started real heavy drinking so we didn't have birthdays anymore
1: so uh <laughs> i guess you can throw me a party but just like keep all that context in mind <laughs> seth
0: yeah i do i do like how this this entire scene is riding me like seth remember my past
1: and to be fair he has lived in their house for two and a half years, and they've no, never thrown him a party before.
0: I imagine probably what it was is that in the, in the last years when he says, I don't have a party, it was like 16 and 17. And they were like, They're like, eh, sure, I guess. I mean, you know, you're not having sweet 16. It's more of a summer thing. Uh, but this time, they will not listen to his nose. But this am 18, 18 is pretty big. It's it's weirdly less big. Of the, I, I kept forgetting that they're in the States, so he also can't drink.
1: And in most of Canada, you also can't drink.
0: I know, but, like, the places that that's we... No, you turned 18, I guess.
1: Yeah, I turned 18 in BC. You turned 18 in BC, where it's And 19. then I, turned to Al- I moved to Alberta two months later. It was very, <laughs> very anticlimactic. <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, so Ryan doesn't want to have a party. The Cohens do want to have a party, so he agrees to it. And this sort of sets him off on a whole
1: tangent.
0: So Ryan...
1: Picks up the phone... He looks at it. He's pondering. I guess he's thinking about calling Marissa. I'm assuming
0: that because we intercut with Marissa, Marissa who, is st- who is in the same position she was at the end of the last episode. So as far as I know, she has not left that lifeguard stand in days.
1: Well, we do find out in the next scene, the next day at school, that Summer is, in fact, very upset because Marissa has not been eating or sleeping, she's just been hanging out at the lifeguard stand.
0: She's been hardcore Bella Swaning.
1: <laughs> and Summer's like, "Dude, none of this. There is only one Twilight actor. Nope, two Twilight actors on the show right
0: now. <laughs> you, you cannot be Bella Swan. That is that is someone else.
1: <laughs> that show already exists, Marissa. I,
0: I know there are so many." <laughs> Many Twilight actors in this show,
1: but you, this is not Twilight. You're not
0: going to be one of them. Stop driving your motorcycle real fast. And let they give you hallucinations of your ex boyfriend. Uh, As you do. Instead, all she does, yeah, she doesn't eat. She doesn't drink. She sits at the lifeguard stand where Void Chuck. I imagine just stands,
1: stands and looks stands at her at
0: the bottom of the ramp, just like, hey, so you are still sad?
1: <laughs> and she ignores him. He's like, hmm, mm. got it. So Summer tells Marissa, she's like, look, you don't have to get back together with Ryan, but you have to move on. You have two choices. <laughs>
0: Marissa really does think that Summer's trying to convince her to get back together. Because as soon as were like, Marissa, you have to, what, get back together with Ryan so that I'll, I can sleep better? Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I think exactly exactly what I should do.
1: <laughs> <And> Summer's like... <laughs> no. I think you should eat and sleep. Like a human.
0: It... It is it is noteworthy that Marissa, who did not initiate the breakup, is like, "Yeah, I should just decide to do the opposite
1: <laughs> of the thing that I." Was- I, de-
0: I definitely I was in charge of this breakup. I made the decision,
1: and I can make any decision I want. <laughs> and right now, I choose to run away because I can see Ryan in the hallway. And yes, Summer, you're trying to tell me about our parents, but I got to run.
0: Yeah, so yeah, Summer spent quite a while trying to trying to tell Marissa. <laughs> uh, what she learned last episode. And
1: I kind of forgot that um, Summer just saw them and Neil doesn't know that Summer knows yet. I did,
0: I did so forget that this is still a secret to... The parents. Much, yeah.
1: So right. speaking...
0: Of the parents. Of the parents. Kirsten comes up with a interesting idea that's...
1: not. Uh, it's not out of character.
0: No, it's not out of character. Um, but she wants to invite Ryan's mom.
1: Well, she wants to invite a member of his real family, and his dad is in prison, and Trey had that whole murder-rape th- <laughs> thing.
0: Trey had a whole... Uh...
1: <laughs> murder-rape coma.
0: Yeah, so... The, the only mom one, is all The left. only one she can think of is the mom. Uh, and she doesn't know where she is, and Sandy doesn't know where she is, but maybe...
1: Sandy can figure it out, because that's what lawyers do?
0: Because <laughs> he has a law background, and could maybe... I, I, I think the idea is that he could, like, ask his DA friends, but we learn later that she's in a different state.
1: Well, you know what I assume he did? He asked Matt to call Matt's guy. Because remember, <laughs> Matt has a guy who finds people. Matt
0: Matt does have a guy. Matt Matt does have his private investigator guy.
1: And Matt still is weirdly on this show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt has a very weird role this episode. We will get to it.
1: Also, Kirsten will only like Dawn to come if she doesn't embarrass Ryan, but Kirsten and saying you're going to watch Dawn so she can't embarrass Ryan. It's
0: it's so weird that they're like, well, we shouldn't tell Ryan so he doesn't get his hopes up. I'm like, I think you should tell Ryan.
1: I think Ryan should make this choice, I think Ra- he is a man. I think Ryan,
0: who is turning 18, can decide if he wants his mom at his birthday. Like, he, you, you make all these things that he's an adult now, and-
1: let him be an adult.
0: Yeah, let him let him decide. There's no, there. His mom's been pretty terrible. He, you get to make a decision on that fact, and Ryan kind of has to make that decision.
1: And I mean, I guess I understand Sandy wanting to wait until he can say, "I found her. Do you want me to contact her?" He but that's not, not what happens. Not what happens. <laughs>
0: They they literally want to do, like, a pull the curtain, the curtain opens, and there's the mom standing there. It'll they,
1: be the surprise. The, the party's great surprise. They
0: have a very um, uh, positive outlook at how it'll go. But, mm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's Sandy and Kirsten.
1: So here's a shortcut to the school. Summer talks to Seth. But how they have to force their friends to move on. And Seth has to do it because Summer's busy thinking about her dad.
0: They really set this entire situation into very binaries. Unnecessary binaries.
1: Now, you know who's also thinking about her dad? <laughs> Julie. Julie! Cooper. Because they are still stinking around, which I forgot about at this point. So I was yep. like, why are they having hasty daytime sex?
0: Now they're having hasty day time takes, and now they're getting themselves all put back together. And Julie decides this is the moment to have a very serious talk about where is this relationship going.
1: Unfortunately, Neil, being Neil, is, a, you know, we're learning some things about Neil, and he seems unflappable, but he gets very nervous when he has to talk about his feelings. So Neil is not just flapped by that. He also gets a phone call from his nurse. Which yeah. is not no. That's not how medicine works. I know. <laughs> his administrative assistant would be calling him. But I think
0: the, the idea is that if the show said administrative, like ah, oh, I got to call. I, it's weird that you couldn't just say assistant.
1: Yeah, or it's Nancy. It's it's. I like, have to take this. It's
0: it's like they wanted to. They want to be like ah, but here's some medical terminology. A nurse. Mm-hmm. But
1: I'll just tell you, his nurse is too busy for no, that. No, she's not going to
0: be calling him, being like, I mean, no. He's like, if his nurse is calling him, he's in. So much trouble. Because, oh yes, because literally <laughs> that person would have made the call to like. Well, he's on here. I'm gonna call him. This has
1: gone too far. But ultimately, my medical knowledge aside, <laughs> the point of the scene is that Julie wants to have like the what are we talk and, and I- Neil is a- Neil needs time because. Well,
0: also I thought that like oh man, this is, like this seems very fast to have the serious like how serious is this talk going to be? Because I thought like at this point they have been a dating for like a week
1: But also they're adults they're adults with children and things move faster when you're no
0: I mean that's true I still think weeks very fast. I will say we learn later that Julie has been counting it differently.
1: And we also <laughs> learn some things about Neil.
0: <laughs> Neil is forgetful let's leave it at that. Uh, but we go from there to learning, from learning stuff about Neil to learning stuff about Gwen Harper, is the way I put it.
1: So, this is after school, I guess.
0: And also, I guess, <laughs> this whole, remember, remember in the last episode when we were talking about there's all of a sudden a random hole in the wall?
1: Turns out Sadie has been putting holes in the wall on purpose.
0: Turns, out turns out Sadie is doing a Full Reno, like knocking down a wall to set up like a bar, so you could see from the kitchen into the front room.
1: Because Gwen Harper has decided not to return from the crazy thing is that it feels it sounds like she
0: just learned that she was doing these reno's before. Because because he because Brian says, "Hey, so when's Gwen coming back?" And say he's like, "Oh." she's not she's selling the house
1: once i've done these extensive renos i've chosen to do because i'm bored it, yeah
0: i don't know why this why are these renos happening I thought why they are ba- these teenagers doing it themselves i thought there was barely any money like that was the entire premise of the last episode was that she had no money why is sadie deciding to do random why is sadie flipping this house <laughs>
1: sadie is bored <laughs> Sadie also, like, literally, they just gave Ryan his old jo- his own Johnny. Yeah. She literally lives in Johnny's house.
0: She lives in Johnny's house. He's having feelings. Um,
1: she gives him advice about his ex-relationship, which is that she thinks that he- they should talk. Because, and Ryan's like, oh, I guess I should maybe talk. And she's like, oh, I see. You need to know what you want first. And Ryan says yes, but Ryan knows what he wants. Well, He's the one who did the breakup.
0: Yeah, this is where we set up this binary um, that gets repeated a whole lot, which is Ryan's like, "Well, do I invite Marissa to the birthday?" I guess actually this isn't exactly where it comes up, but the idea starts coming up here. Yeah, which is which is if I invite Marissa to my birthday, I guess he doesn't actually talk about it. Oh, whatever. Um, if do I invite Marissa to my birthday, and that means we're we oh I want to get back together, or do I not invite her, which means. I'm done with you. It's gone.
1: I will say, I don't get that feeling from Ryan. I think Ryan is trying... Ryan says that. I didn't... I didn't... I didn't hear that in what he was saying. What I took from Ryan is he's trying to figure out how to exist in this world where Marissa is still a part of the world. And how... When your friend group overlaps so extremely. And he's... What do you do? Like, you can't just not have this person around because your friend group is so overlapping, and he's worried that if he invites her, it'll send signals. So that's why he thinks he needs to be very, very clear about what he thinks and feels before he invites her, because he doesn't know what she'll take from that.
0: I I would agree with that, except for the fact they do have later have the, him have a talk with Kirsten, who essentially explains what you're saying to him.
1: I mean, to be so, fair, he's an 18-year-old boy. He, he might not have the mental space well, I, to understand what all of his thoughts mean yeah
0: and i'll probably say this again when we actually get to that scene with kirsten but that's why i'm actually really happy that scene with kirsten is in there because they do set set up this insane binary and kirsten's role is essentially to be like no that binary doesn't exist you can be a bunch of different things but for a law of the show there's this very this episode there's a very uh this idea of like oh Either we have to get back together or we have to forever separate and can never coexist.
1: I suppose I just don't see this. I don't see this as the show saying this is the binary. I see this as Ryan struggled to figure it out. No, no, no I, I, I said
0: I don't think the show's saying it because of that scene with um Curson, which I think makes it very clear the show's essentially being like, oh, look at these dumb teens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> now a new scene. Ryan is dealing with his emotions by looking at a book that is just black and white photographs of the outside of buildings with no text.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was.
1: It's his love of architecture.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: In case uh, we buildings. forgot.
0: Ah, yes, buildings, my one true love. I do not have Marissa anymore, but I do have buildings.
1: This is my future.
0: (laughs) One day I'll make a building much like you in my... It's really a porn book. It's a porn porn book for, for like, architects.
1: You know, I just went to go see a play about architects called Strangers on a Train, and I learned that when your life is full of joy, you're very good at being an architect, but when someone stalks you all the time, you're very bad at being an architect. Is,
0: isn't Strangers on the Train where the two people decide to kill each other's wives?
1: Well, not this adaptation. Okay. A drunk guy can is, is drunk.
0: He, I mean, it, may, it might not be called Strangers on a Train, but it's like how Alfred Hitchcock did a movie.
1: I mean, I think it's based on that. It's like drunk rich guy is drunk and makes friends with an architect on a train. And then he's like, look, we'll solve each other's problems. I'll kill your wife. You kill my dad. And oh, the no. Guys, no, no, no the see. other guy's like, ha, ha,
0: ha, as if. No, yes, that is the premise of and it. And
1: then the drunk guy does kill his wife. And then he can no longer archi- architect.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I guess, yeah, they don't agree to kill each other's wives. They agree, to, uh, they agree to solve each other's problems, but one person didn't mean it. The other person did. It's like, well, now you got to do your side of it.
1: The architect guy in the adaptation I saw... Literally never agreed. Well,
0: yeah, that's the way it goes well. So essentially, like, the the idea is that like, they're both drunk and one person like doesn't even remember... I can't remember. It's been a while since I saw that movie.
1: Anyway, the, the point The point is, it, is that,
0: yes, that is the, the premise of the thing you saw. When you're
1: happy, you can architect. When you're sad, you can't.
0: Well, Ryan can't architect. Uh.
1: He also can't <laughs> like his party, which Seth is making steadily more intense.
0: Yeah, this, this is Seth's way of, like, doing the whole as Summer said, um, getting Ryan to, you know, make... Really, they really want Ryan to make a decision. So what he does is that he he's like, okay, here's an invite. Either give it to Marissa or don't.
1: He got 100 of them. Got
0: 100 invites, and they're all very fancy on the outside. So Seth's way of forcing Ryan is to... Or Seth's way of dealing with this problem is to force Ryan to deal with the problem.
1: Seth got a Vista print deal, I guess. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, um, Seth is reflecting on the party during a scene with Summer, and uh, he thinks that maybe the theme should be future, which seemed like a hilarious offhand yeah. statement at the time. But the theme of the party is future. It's
0: the future. It's many futures. It's the fractal future. Uh, but really, what this is about is a little bit of Summer fretting about you know how to tell Marissa their parents. Until a delivery guy arrives and drops off a package.
1: And uh, in this package is (laughs) something that is not directed to Summer, but she rips it open ASAP.
0: Yeah. Because she and her
1: dad have no secrets.
0: I guess so. Uh, But what's inside that
1: package, Erin? Two tickets to a lover's cruise to Cabo.
0: Ooh.
1: And Summer is instantly filled with rage because apparently... Yeah, we learned
0: some stuff about Neil.
1: Neil always proposes... On cruises. He proposed to Summer's mother after one week of dating on a cruise. Yeah. And he met Summer's stepmother on a cruise. And proposed to her at the end of it.
0: Like, oh yeah, no, Neil does have a problem, definitely. So, <laughs> it's actually impressive he's taking things so slow with Julie.
1: Julie asking him, so how serious are we? It turns <laughs> out it's not an insane question.
0: <laughs> no, because <laughs> Neil is very pat... Neil is like, well, either I'm single or married.
1: <laughs> There's no in between.
0: No, no in between. I mean, to be fair, it seems like the first one worked out until...
1: She... Left. Left. At Christmas. At
0: Christmas. Uh, The second one worked about as much as you'd expect marrying someone you met on that cruise.
1: I also really like that Neil went on a cruise by himself. Oh, yeah. Or did he bring Summer and then met a woman and then ditch Summer because he met a woman?
0: Oh, all things succinctly possible.
1: Oh, Neil, we thought you were the best of Newport, but it's still Sandy.
0: (laughs) Neil is presumably getting better. (laughs) All right, let's head back to that weirdo reno that's happening.
1: Where Sadie has been taking out more of the wall, and thank goodness Ryan knows how to safely remove a wall wall from a house. Sadie has literally, she's definitely just been hitting it with a sledgehammer. And Ryan's like, okay, we gotta, like, keep the roof up. I will finish this for you. (laughs) Things we gotta do here. Uh, But at the same
0: time, he invites Sadie to his birthday.
1: And she would love to come, but she cannot, for she has a friend coming to L.A. Mm-hmm. on Sunday.
0: And she has to go and meet them there. So, but, I mean, cool, cool. But then she also finds the invite for Marissa.
1: And Ryan's like, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. this is where I don't know, Sadie. really have a whole thing where Sadie's like, and if you give it to her... And then, like, Ryan goes, uh-huh. Then if you don't give it to her, uh-huh. And she tells her own story about this, like, off-again and on-again boyfriend who I thought was going to be Chuck
1: But it turns out that he was, in fact, a young man from back home. And she finally ended the on-again, off-again because Johnny died and she left.
0: I have a very serious question for you, Aaron. Did Sadie move to Newport?
1: I mean, she now lives <laughs> in that house alone, so... And until
0: that house is sold, like... I'm I'm unsure what Sadie's situation is because when she first arrived, she's like, "My mom told me to go to my aunt because she's sad."
1: But it turns out actually, she was like, haha, running away from my boyfriend. Problem solved."
0: I went. My mom told me my aunt my aunt was sad, so I went to her house and hit a wall
1: with a hammer. And now I feel great. And, and now I'm doing a reno. Ryan, I dealt with my breakup emotions really healthily. You should. Maybe. Be like me? Actually, unclear. (laughs) The advice in the story is unclear, Ryan.
0: Unclear. Yeah, she just was like, like, oh, I had a similar thing that happened. Bye!
1: I have no advice for you. Goodbye. (laughs) I've not solved my problem yet.
0: All right, well, uh, Summer goes over to visit Marissa, and Marissa's having a very, feeling very nostalgic over a very specific time.
1: Marissa has decided... That she remember. I mean, she does remember, but yeah. she remembers how she made Ryan a CD in Season 1, Episode 2.
0: When When Ryan was living in the model home.
1: Unfortunately, that CD burned to the ground, just like the model home. My favorite thing
0: is how much she is like... In her own brain, like, surgically removing certain facets of the story.
1: The Luke part. <laughs> the Luke part. The, the running fact, away part. The
0: fact she essentially arrived there and be like, Ryan, I would like to spend the night with you. And Ryan's like, uh, no. <laughs> please I, don't.
1: You have a boyfriend. You're making things hard for me. <laughs> they're
0: so, they're so, please no. She's like, I'll run away with you. Please, please don't. I don't want this.
1: We're very different.
0: And I love this glimpse into Marissa's mind of how she sees situations.
1: And see, this is why Ryan cannot give her the invite. Because if he gives her the invite, she thinks they're back together. No, here's the
0: thing Ryan made. R- Ryan would need. If he would give her the invite, he would have to make it absolutely clear. But the problem is, no, wait, Marissa would be impossible. Because he. Yeah, no. This
1: is why Ryan was like, I have to know what I want first so I can very clearly and very specific terms Yeah, explain that to her as I hand her this invite I, th-
0: I think what Ryan really would need to do is be like hey I don't think we should hang out for a while and actually not hang out for a while unlike when she said that to Johnny and then bought him a Christmas tree the next day
1: however it would make me sad in the future I think if you were not there for my 18th birthday so I would like it if you would come to the party understanding <laughs> that this is an olive branch of friendship and I'm not ready for the friendship right now instead
0: Ryan makes consistent terrible choices throughout this episode
1: but hey so we we're talking a- about that cd yep. morris is making it yep. again
0: and and but she doesn't know if she'd give it to him because once again if she gives it to him it's implying that she wants to get back together but if she doesn't give it to him it's implying that or she or no, if she acts like she forgot his birthday effectively
1: then it seems like she doesn't care then it
0: seems like she's like and it's done forever
1: And Summer's like, oh, I want to tell you about our parents, but this is more important. Oh, come on. Marissa, there's a birthday party. I can't invite you to it, but (laughs) that's also a factor.
0: It it is funny that essentially these, like... These kids are having trouble comprehending how to be nice to your ex, essentially. And it's, they've been through a lot together. Yeah,
1: and you know what? This is tough. Even adults don't know how to do it well.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, I saw this this really good um, talk some, gave, essentially, where, like, yeah, when you spend the, like that much of your life on someone, you can't just, like, cut them out immediately because they're a part of your life at that point. Exactly. But, but that, that, that's what I mean, by, I mean by, like, there's a lot of implications between them where, like, it seems like... Those two characters believe that those are the options: or cut him out entirely, or like—I mean, for Marissa, those might be the only options. <laughs> Marissa, okay, you can't—you cannot approach Marissa like uh, a, a normal human being.
1: And for Ryan, you know, people mostly just disappear from his life. So,
0: I mean, Ryan would be like, "Yep, that's about that's about standard."
1: So you can kind of understand why Ryan's struggling.
0: Uh, we get a very quick scene where we learn that Sandy d- found Ryan's mom, and he's going to go off and.
1: It's cute. Together. There's a joke. Oh, my God. He's leaving Kirsten. No, he's not, sadly. Yeah. He's going to, I'm so disappointed, Albuquerque, New Mexico, not Santa Fe. <laughs>
0: no, he's going to Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Maybe because he's going from uh, Newport, not New York.
0: Sure. <laughs> making, making a real de- deep cut reference to an in-joke.
1: <laughs> Which I think we talked about on the podcast.
0: I don't know if we talked about the fact that everyone goes to Santa Fe in the podcast. I think we just talked about it between us on the ride home from Rent.
1: Uh, everyone in New York in musicals wants to go to Santa Fe. Yep. That's the joke.
0: <laughs> now, now you're on the in-joke as well. It's very funny.
1: Hey, being inside things, Julie Cooper is inside of Neil's house. <laughs> waiting for Neil. Continuing on the
0: lie that Julie does not know school schedules. <laughs>
1: So Neil has
0: ditched her on their date. I imagine he's probably late. He's after doctoring. The, and he's doctoring. He's doing his doctoring stuff.
1: But because uh, Julie doesn't know school schedules, she is shocked when Summer is also inside the house.
0: <laughs> and then Summer essentially, like, spoils the surprise of the cruise.
1: And also explains to Julie that she's aware of their dating, so Julie needs to stop poorly lying about being in the house.
0: Yeah. I feel like when she brings up the cruise, she's like, ah, the cruise. And Julie's like, wait, what? Cruise? And then Summer's like, oh, no. It was a
1: surprise.
0: <laughs> uh, dang. I... So, she had this idea that they had they just pre-planned this cruise together. I mean, I guess that also makes sense. She assumes every they're hiding everything yeah. from her.
1: And she's like, oh, God, Julie, he's going to propose to you on the cruise. That's what he does. It's too fast, Julie. It's too fast. And
0: Julie's like, we're not getting engaged. I can barely talk to him about our relationship. He doesn't say that, but that's her. Like,
1: Summer, it is too fast. And Summer's like, wait a second. You're like a responsible, practical adult.
0: <laughs> and Julie's like... In this scene, I am.
1: Yeah. No, but... <laughs> Better than either of your mums before. <laughs> Look, it's all
0: comparative.
1: <laughs> Sometimes, Julie Cooper's great.
0: <laughs> it depends on the arc we're currently in.
1: Also, her name is Julie Cooper Nichols, which is just mind. So is she going to be Julie Cooper Nichols Roberts?
0: Mm-hmm. Just keep... Just, you gotta collect them all like Pokemon.
1: <laughs> oh, Julie. <laughs> oh,
0: I got a shiny last name.
1: Ooh. Ooh shiny type
0: alright now Sandy did find Ryan's mom but there's a twist
1: in an absolutely shocking unforeseen turn of events
0: Ryan's mom's in jail huh for writing bad checks
1: and basically Sandy's like look Ryan doesn't need to know about this if you want to see him, I'll try to get you out.
0: I feel like Ryan also says, like, you know, when she start writing bad checks, he's like, you could have called. And it actually does show real good restraint on uh, Dawn. Dawn? Yeah. uh Dawn that she actually didn't call. Like, she didn't try nope. to use her son to like...
1: Because she's not going to wreck things for Ryan. Yeah. Ryan has a future.
0: Say, say all the things about, about her, but uh, how incredibly self-depreciating she is. Uh, but... She she didn't want to come to Ryan in her time of most need. She
1: is trying to be the best mom that she can be, which is a worse mom than <laughs> Julie Cooper, Nichols yeah. Roberts, yeah. But is the best mom that she can be, and the best that she can do is to not wreck this great opportunity her son has had.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's very complex, and that's okay.
1: Wait, is the OC doing something good again? Because they've been very bad at storytelling <laughs> recently.
0: I feel like also a lot of is relied on like, man, we want to bring the mom back, but she cannot be a main character. What are we gonna
1: do? <laughs> I guess we'll
0: make it complex. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, it might be a, a facet of also just being like, oh, we can't we can't we can't fix that relationship.
1: It's too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs>
0: So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. This last week, what made you happy?
1: What made me happy this week? <sighs> this week, I did not go out on Friday night or Saturday night, which was just like really nice to yep. like stay home, read books, watch TV. I watched the entire second part of Disenchantment. Yeah. Which is fine because they're <laughs> very short episodes. Yep. And the thing with Disenchantment is. It's very Simpsons in style, except the – where it's like everything kind of resets. Except the episodes – the seasons are very short, and the seasons do have a season arc. So towards the end, things start to pick up, and there's like undercurrents of storyline. But there were like three episodes in the middle where I was like, oh, we're done now? There's no storyline anymore? We're just like (laughs) –
0: Just taking a break?
1: We're just having hijinks? Okay. So anyway, it was just a very soothing, very relaxing weekend – I liked it. I was going to talk about Strangers on a Train, but I already did that. So,
0: <laughs> sort of, <laughs> in a way. What was I just try to figure out? It was the other Strangers on a, t- on a Train that I know, which it does. I just misremembered. Not yeah, hmm. misremembered Strangers on a Train.
1: What I did like about Strangers on a Train, though, is I went to Vertigo Theater opening night, which yeah. I always do, and this year their caterer tried to theme the food. Around the show. So yeah. because it's like a 1950s, 60s show. Yep. There was like beef stroganoff and there was one of those like... Things that look like a UFO with olives sticking out of it. I guess and it, a cheese ball. I would
0: say, yeah, it makes sense that it, it was a vertigo theater because they've done Alpha Hitchcock before. They did they did the best retelling of 13. We're taking a little bit of a break here. They did the best retelling of, of 13th Step. Um, 39 Steps. 39 Steps. Sorry. I call it the 13th Step. 39 Steps. Because uh, the movie version of 39 Steps sucks.
1: Oh, they've done 39 Steps twice, and it has been a delightful romp both times. Yeah, because they
0: turned it into, like, this, like, noir comedy thing. With only four actors. The the movie version of it is... Serious? Well, not only is it serious, it's... Bad. It's weirdly paced, and it ends like with essentially the because the I don't I, I don't see it ends it's a movie from like the 30s or 40s. Yeah,
1: I feel like it, we can spoil
0: it. It ends. It ends with like this guy who like, you know can memorize all these things, essentially like whispering in his ear what the thir- what the 39 uh, steps are, and then it ends with like you know the shot of him and he holds the you know designated girlfriend's hand, and then the movie ends. It's very bad.
1: (laughs) And, like, the thing with the play is it's also unsatisfying, but but it's it's fun. But
0: but that's the joke, essentially. Like, by making it into a comedy, it works better than the movie that's deathly serious and makes Mm -hmm. no frickin' sense and is super boring.
1: Also, there's these two guys who play almost all of the roles. Yeah. And they always dance. And, uh, if we have any Calgary listeners, watching Chris Hunt dance is one of the, like, greatest delights that life can give you. He just has like this stone faced shimmy and he's so tall and like lanky, it's just utterly so, utterly magical. I so guess what
0: we're saying is that if you have a if you have watched the thirty uh the 39 steps movie and you have a chance to see the play, don't worry. The play's much better than the movie is. You should
1: always see the play. And
0: I'm gonna have some like Alfred Hitchcock superfan who's gonna who's gonna get at me about being oh no Thirty Nine Steps is actually though like it's a very deep talk about you know spies and things like that I'm gonna be like shut up it was a boring movie it was terrible
1: and it's also better when stone faced men dance yes yes Kevin <laughs> what made you happy this week um,
0: I went to Beakerhead, uh, Beakerhead. last night uh, Beakerhead is like this science. Uh, Art, art thing. It, it's 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 uh, what the way to describe it by just by seeing it. Here is thing like, by going to uh, beakerhead, but only ever seeing like Coachella and Burning Man. This feels like the Diet Coke light version of those. Like it's very EDM focused. A lot of flashing lights. A lot of art spewing out fire. Uh, there was like a uh, a, f- a fashion music show. Like it was it, it was like inter. It was like switching between some coming out of singing music and wearing fashion clothes, and just models who were wearing, like, stuff with LEDs embedded in them or, like, made out of scale mail.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my favorite thing there was there was a a turtle, which I would call uh, the party turtle, because it was just, like, this big, (laughs) like, (laughs) I mean, it it looked like a big turtle. uh, I mean, it was giant, like, people could go up and stand on the back of it, and I could just imagine, It essentially, it looked like a bus that they had converted into looking like a party turtle. Uh,
1: that's really cool. The, and,
0: like, it, it looked all mechanical, and the insides had these, um, uh, were essentially making these, like, red lights, would it looked like the inside was all as an engine. Um, and I think there were four, like, stacks, and I bet those things could spray fire, because it looked like the tops were all, um, uh, singed. So I bet oh. fire could come out of that. I bet they didn't, because they were underneath a tree. They were not in a fire-appropriate area. But if they were somewhere else... Yeah. Um, so all I could imagine was that rolling down the street as a part, and it was just blasting music, blasting like EDM music. I, yeah, I just imagine that thing rolling down the street as Party Turtle, and everyone on the back of it dancing, and it's just, it <laughs> <laughs> it had a very distinct look.
1: Good for Calgary doing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's apparently has been. Getting, this is my first time going, but it's apparently it has been getting bigger every every single year.
1: What people need to know about Calgary, it is, actually has a really cool arts and cultural scene, even though people think of it as, as just, like, a dumb oil town. Yeah. We're like the Austin of Canada.
0: At least of uh, Alberta as well. Yeah. Well, because
1: well, yeah. I was thinking Alberta is, like, the Texas of Canada. And... Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess if you if the idea is that you look at it within the wire, wire thing of what it is, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. It's definitely not Irokanah. No, <laughs> the thing about Canadian provinces is that there's about two cities in each
1: one. Yeah, there's not a lot of options. <laughs> no, no. Are people like to spread out and not be near anyone? <laughs> just,
0: hey, we we got like like what, what? How much square footage per person? You got a lot of land for yourself up here in Canada.
1: I think the population of New York City is like very close to the population of our country.
0: Oh yeah, no, we we all just got file up to the to the warm border and then.
1: We avoid that tundra. All
0: right, let's 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 get right back into um, the OC with the weirdest scene in existence. So... There's no normal part of this scene. We're going to try to describe it for you, though. Matt... And Marissa...
1: Meet on a dark pier <laughs> under an art installation. So then, Matt, I
0: thought he was giving her a file on, like, the police report, but no, he was giving
1: her... Johnny... <laughs> Well, the note that she wrote to Johnny. Which feels like evidence. (laughs) And it is still in the evidence bag we saw it in earlier.
0: Like, why would they just be like, all right, we're done with this investigation.
1: You may have the love letter back. This random man, please give this to Marissa Cooper.
0: You're, I mean, he does say Sandy. Like, I wish Sandy would have done this. So I guess, like, technically lawyer.
1: So did they give it to Sandy and Matt was just like, hmm, this is a job for Matt.
0: I mean, Sandy's out of town and they gotta give it to Marissa because it's very important she gets that letter.
1: Immediately.
0: Anyway, John Matt gets a a phone call. And it's a
1: client, so he has to take it. He wanders off and up stocks boy Chuck.
0: Who's the client? I don't know. What I mean, are they a real? I guess they're a real estate developer, like Is it that doctor from the hospital? What Klein makes it sound like he's doing law work
1: and he's not. Have they forgotten what Sandy is?
0: <laughs> They've forgotten what anything is in this scene because as he wanders off, Voychuk just,
1: just, just appears. Just has been standing behind them the entire time. And he's kind of like, Hey, Marissa, you seem really sad. I'd like to support you in your well, sadness. Well, I mean,.
0: We should we should say we mention this has the most like classic drama soap opera exchange that ever happens, which is where someone goes, "What do you want?" "Nothing." Well, then buy. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, cool. That's how human beings talk to each other.
1: But it seems that Voychuk, after watching her be sad for Oe, <laughs>
0: wait, I know you're feeling bad about Harper's death because he calls Johnny Harper. Yes. I know you're feeling bad about Harper's death. <laughs> we should talk about it, I guess.
1: Which to be fair, he has tried to say this to her a couple times. Which means I think Marissa is the only person voychuk thinks he can talk to. Well, I would like you to rem- remember how
0: this all started, was Voychuk being like after jo- after Ryan was going out of town with Sadie, uh, oh, turnabouts fair play. So I can't help but see all of this with the horrific tint of him being like, I'm going to sleep with your ex-girlfriend.
1: But he was also stalking Marissa before he got mad at Ryan. Was he? Yeah. When? After Johnny died. I don't... Because Sadie's been in three episodes now, right? Yeah, I...
0: No, you, you, no I don't think he was... He definitely was not stalking her before that.
1: I thought he was talking her in the funeral episode.
0: No, he was talking Sadie in the funeral episode.
1: Anyway, either way, (laughs) Matt comes back. Matt gets all aggro.
0: Well, because look at this man talking to Marissa. He's like, what is going on here? Also, he, he is holding her by the arm still, I think.
1: And then a police officer is mysteriously there. Yeah, people just appear in this scene randomly. Voychuk just
0: is so aggressive to this police officer and then so astounded that he's the one getting in trouble.
1: <laughs> Although, they, they are a little terse with Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, well, he, he walks he's up... He's a grown man. He's, he's like, well, that, that
0: is some incredibly skinny, like, 17-year-old girl. That is a grown man, possibly a lawyer. And that is also a grown man, possibly a vampire. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One has leather, one has a suit. I don't know what's going I need, on. I
0: need to involve myself in this situation because something weird is happening. But then one person is incredibly rude to him. He's like, okay, you two leave. What's, w- what, what is happening? What's it- your deal? What's going on here, man?
1: What? Why is this a scene? I almost
0: want this police officer to be like, Voichuk, shut up. <laughs> like, I wanted to know who Voichuk was. The Voichuk be like, I'm going to sleep with your girlfriend. <laughs>
1: oh, We've gone through this before. She doesn't want you, man. <laughs> Dude,
0: please, just. Stop making that your one thing. So, are you are you trying to sleep with that man's girlfriend? Because you gotta stop. You gotta stop doing this, man. Have some self
1: respect. So, uh, meanwhile, while Marissa's is going through all this, Ryan almost <laughs> delivers the letter. I mean, the invite, but then he decides not to.
0: And oh, then it's Ryan's birthday. There's nothing else in that scene. No. That, that's the entire thing. Ryan it's Ryan's Seth, birthday. They have
1: some coffees in the pool house. Ryan spills the beans about how he didn't do an invite and Sadie's not coming. It's that
0: old classic scene where Seth and Ryan recap the episode that we just watched.
1: In case you missed the first half of the episode, now you know what's up. <laughs> but the,
0: I guess the thing we're supposed to get out of the scene is that Seth has a surprise.
1: He also wants Ryan to invite Sadie again.
0: Because yeah, it it's, Seth, Seth Seth is of the mind I guess that if Ryan gets a new girlfriend that will
1: just fix everything. It'll
0: fix everything. And
1: then and, everyone can be friends.
0: And I mean this is a teen drama so that's true. It's not wrong. Yeah. Ryan is not the one to be like I'm in love with two girls. He's the one to be like I'm in love with two girls, so I can't date either of them.
1: I need to suss out how I actually <laughs> I feel. Need to
0: figure this out. This will take a couple of episodes.
1: Julie and Marissa have pancakes at the diner. Yep. Julie starts talking about how a short stack is the perfect amount of pancakes. And Marissa's <laughs> like, no one has time for this nonsense here. Right, we just... Mom, we're 50 minutes into this episode. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we need to wrap
0: this up. Uh, so Julie, like, lets Marissa know that for the last few months.
1: Yeah, since Christmas, really. Yeah,
0: but it's insane to me that Julie counts all that time. I considering mean, how, like, there was a certain time there where when she tried to trick him into dating someone else.
1: Though he did keep trying to date her during that time. I mean, I would say that,
0: yes, they definitely were, but I don't think they are aware of that. Because <laughs> remember how many episodes we had that was like, are they dating? Are they dating? Are they going to date?
1: Well, it's very clear. Julie says that it's serious because she knows about the... Um the tickets for the cruise. Yes. So I think she saw, or she heard about the tickets and then she started thinking back over the past several months and she was like, oh, oh.
0: Ah, yes. We Mm. were dating. I have lost my mind.
1: Marissa (laughs) is pretty chill for Marissa about all of this. She does
0: start out with a quite explosive is it serious? And I'm like, what?
1: And she also threatens her mom. She She does does say, Summer's my best friend, so if you do something. And her mom's like, what? what? <laughs> okay, quite down. But in the grand scheme of things, for Mar- for Marissa, pretty chill.
0: Pretty chill. Uh, you know it's also pretty chill? Sandy gets Dawn off. Ooh. Ooh. She has to go to a substance abuse, pro- abuse program, but Sa- Sandy paid off all her debts, essentially. And he's going to
1: pay for the rehab. Yeah. He's basically Benny in rent. Yeah.
0: Uh... <laughs> He's like, but you do have to go to Ryan's birthday.
1: And she's like, hmm, I need to change my clothes well, and she, shower. She's
0: super nervous, but she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to to be. No, no. It's better if you go to his birthday.
1: So she needs to change her clothes and shower.
0: At which point I realized exactly where this was going.
1: And dumb dummy Sandy Sand- is like, cool, go to my hotel room alone. Sandy, she is the very definition of a flight risk. <laughs> you- she has run away she's been in one episode before and in that one episode she tried to run away like four times
0: and she constantly like her entire character is based around the idea of running away
1: why would you not go to the hotel room sandy what are you doing just
0: sit outside it i mean i know it's kind it's kind of embarrassing to be like i'm gonna watch ryan's mom to make sure she doesn't leave but she is the she's the human human equivalent of the cats if you can guy
1: and it's albuquerque like where else does he got to go
0: All right. Well, Ryan is still doing the Renos.
1: And in an insane turn of events, Sadie gives to Ryan a birthday present. She gives him a hammer with a
0: truly incredible innuendo on it.
1: She has engraved it?
0: Uh, I think wood burned. Do you want to say what the
1: incredible innuendo is? No, I think it's better if you do. Uh,
0: Sadie says, here's a hammer. And blah, blah, blah. Good, good hammer. I hope you use it. I hope you think of me when you're pounding something. Which Just is, things that friends do for each other.
1: It's better when you say it. Because when I say it, it might sound cute. But when you say it, it's very clear what it says. So,
0: I... Aaron, if, I, if any friend gave me a hammer <laughs> that said, I hope you think of me when you're pounding something, there is no level of, like, ironic sarcasm that me and that person could share that I would not be like, this person wants to have sex with me.
1: So in a natural turn of events, Ryan's like, so I didn't invite Marissa to my birthday because that would be weird. Are you sure you don't want to come?
0: Uh, but then Sadie reveals that that friend in L.A. is her ish boy the person she's seeing
1: the person that she broke up with when she left but yep. they would like to actually have a reasonable adult conversation which or
0: or are they going to get back together
1: unclear reasonable Un- adult conversations
0: i mean i i don't know if that's the implication there i think the idea is once again going with the choice of like or we're Pick going one to get or the back, other? yeah, or are we going to get back? Like, like is going there the sign of we're going to get back together? She has said, said like they that's their entire relationship is getting back together or not. Most of this scene has just so much sexual tension.
1: I just wrote down now she is the Ryan.
0: <laughs> I just wrote down so for for a scene that began with an innuendo including the phrase pounding something. There's so much sexual tension.
1: So we're going to wrap the next bit up quickly. Yep. Marissa goes to the beach to find Voychuk. His friend says that the Voychuk sucks. Then he says you can find him at his work.
0: Man, he hasn't been the same after Harper. All right.
1: Okay. Julie Cooper tells Neil that the girls both know, and the words planned and fate and all of this is thrown around, while Julie spills the beans that she knows about the cruise. (laughs) Which makes Neil incredibly awkward. But he decides to roll with it. (laughs) It makes like, wait, wait, what's...
0: What's going on here? There is a moment where Julie PDAs all over him.
1: And Neil likes it. <laughs> it, it is it's
0: hard to tell because he's definitely also very weirded out by that uh, cruise, cruise thing. thing.
1: But I think he likes it. I think he likes it as well. So here's the scene that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Wherein, I just want to point out, I thought Kirsten was wearing a robe.
0: No. It's a dress. Well, she, once again, in this scene, is her playing her role of the angelic being. (laughs)
1: And basically, she talks to Ryan about how he needs to deal, or she talks to Ryan about Sadie and Marissa. Well, she's glad that he's come to some terms with things. And then he reveals that he has not actually said anything to Marissa.
0: Yeah. I don't if, think she brings up Sadie, but she does. She does. She
1: okay. has, she's very disappointed that they won't get to meet Sadie. Oh, yeah. That's
0: the thing. He won't, she, they won't get to meet Sadie. Um, but he decided not to invite uh, Marissa. Which uh, she's impressed
1: she, by. She thinks that's good. She's like, well, how did you, how'd the conversation
0: go? And Ryan's like, uh, uh.
1: And Kirsten's like, "Dude, it's okay to make a choice not to include her in your life right now. You just got to tell her." <laughs> yeah, you you
0: you're being a, you're becoming an adult, and becoming an adult is realizing things are more complex than you initially believe that they are. So it's it's good. It's it's a great scene in a in a in a episode that had a whole lot of teenage emotions going on to have Kirsten be like, "Hey, you're a damn adult now. Make a damn adult decision." <laughs>
1: Also, Seth has a surprise.
0: Yes, he constantly reiterates.
1: Let's talk about surprises. Sandy comes home from whatever he was doing for an hour in Albuquerque. Oh,
0: sorry, hotel.
1: Hotel home.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, he returns to the home, and surprise, surprise. Dawn's gone. But she, because of course she is. Yeah, but clearly. she But she left a letter.
1: <sighs> Meanwhile... Ryan goes to be a man. He goes to talk to Marissa. Of course she is not home, for she is stalking Voychuk. But the... Uh,
0: he did bring the invitation with him, though, which
1: The is... trailer is never locked.
0: <laughs> yes. So <laughs> Actually, he goes into the
1: trailer looking for her, and he sees the CD.
0: And a picture of him and Marissa.
1: And he thinks, hmm. Mm, the past. Hmm. The past. Voychuk is working on a mansion that Marissa thinks is oddly, oddly familiar. She
0: gives... I do want to say that, like, she gives a real eye roll to the guy who's like, I don't know, all mansions look the same to me. She gives him a real rich girl eye roll.
1: But at this point, she has not figured out why it looks familiar, which is shocking to me because we also watched that episode two years ago.
0: I mean, I will say that I, I actually thought it was just. Do you think do- it was Caleb's house? I know. I thought they were doing this weird thing where she was being like reminded of the of her rich past. Which made which got her a little bit weird as she started having more and more like serious like flashbacks, but it makes it very clear later on what's so, actually happening. I
1: did think first that this was uh, Caleb's house, and then they showed yeah. it with like more detail, and I was like, "Oh, it's not." and i know what it is but anyway she goes up and she talks to vojchuk she apologizes about matt and vojchuk pulls out a cigarette <laughs>
0: he's going to smoke in the house that they are building thankfully they do have the the foreman come in and be like
1: vojchuk what <laughs> what <laughs> don't smoke in a house
0: we're we're building this house right now <laughs> what are you doing <laughs>
1: also this house already burned down once and then marissa <laughs> then marissa has a Full-blown, like, oh, I, don't, I don't, it's not even a panic attack.
0: She just has, like, an influx of flashbacks.
1: Well, the music that Ryan is listening to, which is on the CD that she made for him, plays over top of the flashback of the first season in the model home that burned down. Once
0: again, Marissa, was just with surgical precision, slicing out all of, like...
1: All yep. of the th- <laughs> There's not even a hint of Luke in these flashbacks. No,
0: it's just like, hey, Ryan's fighting this random person, and they have the see, they have the thing where, like, she's like, you know, maybe I could stay the night. Arriving, like, oh, we're from different worlds, which I don't think those followed. It actual, I think him being like, no,
1: Luke. <laughs> her eyes roll back into her head, and she full stop <laughs> faints down the stairs, which terrifies Chuck because. No he's a monster? He's also a human. I <laughs> just 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 the
0: concept of being of like this girl coming up and be like, hey, I want to talk about a heart about you know you know we're both sad about things. And your former just being like, hey stop let, put out your cigarette. And then she starts having like this like freaking out and then f- like, faints down the stairs, I would be losing my mind at what just happened there.
1: And I will say, Voychuk is, like, very normal and not himself for the rest of the episode. And I think <laughs> uh, it's because of the trauma. He's
0: a little, he's a little bit. He, he he definitely is feels like he's putting on more airs than he was before. Well, hey, let's uh, head off to Ryan's birthday.
1: Which is at the bait shop and is full of paintings of Ryan in different career paths.
0: And also, just a bunch of randoms. Seth, Ryan had one request.
1: Which was to keep this cool and small. You
0: could not do one thing.
1: I mean, if you wanted to rent the bait shop, then have a five-person party in the bait shop.
0: Like, go for it. But one one request.
1: Not to invite homeless people off the street that you met who seemed <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's head over to see what Wojcik uh, and Marissa were doing. Um, I do not know how this scene exists. I don't know how Wojcik got Marissa home.
1: He has a car. He has a bike. Marissa has a car.
0: Does she? He's he he. I'm pretty sure he has his helmet with him.
1: Or he borrowed his foreman's car <laughs> oh, and no. like loaded his motorbike in the back.
0: My imagination is that he definitely drove Marissa to the hospital on a bike.
1: <laughs> well, he drove her to the hospital. Now she has a baggie full of melted ice. He fills that baggie with fresh ice. Yeah. Then he because explained- her
0: wrists. Essentially, she just, she sprained her wrist. Yeah. So what it looks like.
1: Now, he explains to her that basically the root of the whole Johnny thing was that there's always some kid where your mom is like, why can't you be as good as that kid? And Johnny was that kid for him. And now that Johnny is dead, Voychuk doesn't – he doesn't have, like, a place in the world anymore. He can't position himself.
0: I do have a question, though. Do Do you think we're supposed to take that literally? Like, literally his mom was like, why can't you be more like Johnny?
1: I think so. He Anyway, the point of the thing is, Voychuk has been being a creepy stalker, he says, yep. because he no longer knows how to position himself in the world, which is a real thing. Yeah. So Marissa is, like, vaguely open about that, and he shuts down immediately and starts to leave.
0: He does give... But he, then he comes back. Yep.
1: He gives her his phone number. He,
0: yep. Uh, it's hard to take all of this, just me thinking of just that one line, which is, turnabout is fair play. Like, if the idea is that also he's doing this, and now he's, like his mind is changing like he's being he's, he's actually opening up
1: no, the problem with this show is they turn good characters into bad characters and bad characters into good characters. With no because real... Because it's boring, with, otherwise. With
0: no real... It's, it's, just, it's just the whole thing. Of like This entirely started because he's like, well, I'm going to sleep with your girlfriend. But now my emotions are sleeping with your girlfriend.
1: Think about early Luke, and then his dad was gay, and then he was really cool. <laughs> or think about Zack, who was like super cool and super smart and really lovely, and then become, became real dumb.
0: Al- also just vanished.
1: Or Johnny, who became a summertime emo. This is what this show does.
0: All right. uh, Neil arrives at the event, Ryan's birthday.
1: And Summer explains about the cruise. And Neil goes, oh, dude, I totally (laughs) forgot. I bought those tickets for me and your stepmom as, like, a last hurrah to keep us together. I was going
0: to re-propose to her.
1: I have a ring. (laughs) But now I'm taking Julie, I guess. (laughs) So uh, I'll see you and Marissa in a couple weeks. Bye, babe. Bye. <laughs> I'm leaving tonight, apparently.
0: Oh man! At midnight. Midnight. Yeah.
1: So Sandy shows up. He spills the beans about Don to Ryan, but like in a half version he, of the story.
0: He, yeah, the, I, me trying to listen to it, I'm like, he kind of he tells him that he met his mom, and he but he avoids like the dark. But he avoids essentially saying like your mom ran away. I think he more of says like, oh. He she wasn't could, able to come. She wasn't able to come, rather yeah. than being like, hey, your mom abandoned you again, but hey, she gave you a letter.
1: And he reaffirms that Ryan is forever a part of the Coens, yeah. even though he's a grown-up. So Ryan goes outside, he stands on that dark, dark pier, yeah. he reads the letter, he looks at a photo of himself and his mom when he was little, was Marissa... It's
0: at the zoo. Yeah. It's the it's the photo of the last birthday he yeah. had. It's, I, I, it's very sweet to me, I thought it was very important that, like, it is... It's at the zoo. Yeah, and she knows. Also, also, she was carrying that with her at all times because... Because there, she loves Ryan. There was no time between, like, jail and hotel for her to, like, go grab that from anywhere. She just kept that on her, which I think is super sweet.
1: Also, she's from California, and Albuquerque's in New Mexico, so... So, I
0: guess she had everything she owned on her.
1: But she kept the photo. So, while he's doing this, Marissa lurks on up out of the darkness... And then has feelings about the fact that he's standing there reading a letter from his mom. It's
0: worth noting that she she actually found the um the the invite the the invite, which is a weird thing for Ryan to do. Essentially, be like, "Oh, I should tell her she's not she's not invited," but instead, I will invite her
1: well, because of the CD.
0: Oh, I guess yeah, he saw the CD
1: and he listened to it. Yeah. It's weird
0: that he brought the invite with him though. If he was going to tell her that she wasn't invited, maybe
1: he wanted to see how the convo went.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, it's hard to tell because it's something that didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, Mercer sees Ryan, has feelings. Leaves. Leaves.
1: And then Sandy also lurks. Sadie. Sadie also lurks up. Sandy!
0: Of, Sandy from Greece arrives! It's
1: real confusing. It's, it's so weird. They definitely should not have named that character Sadie. <laughs> when they already have a Sandy. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, they're different characters. Oh, uh, she does... Mm, mm, okay. So, <laughs> so she
1: see. lurks on up out of the darkness, and it turns out she never went to L.A. because she did not do the grown-up thing that Ryan should do, which is have a discussion. She just decided not to go talk to her ex. She
0: she also made a choice. Once again, very weird morals coming up in this episode between where we should be landing on it.
1: I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do a wild guess. I don't think Ryan and Sadie are in game.
0: (laughs) No? No. I don't think so either. Because I don't think she lives in Newport.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: I'm pretty sure she has a home she has to go back to.
1: Well, the Coens get to meet Sadie. Um, Julie and Neil are really excited about going on their trip.
0: Neil Neil has the ring he was going to re-propose to, um, the, uh, his ex with, and he's bringing it with him. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Marissa calls Voychuk to the lifeguard stand.
0: You didn't have to call me. I just stand here and watch you. I know when you're at the lifeguard stand. I have nothing else to do.
1: But this time he knew because she called him to bring a flask. (laughs) Yep. Then and we learn now, what
0: Seth's surprise.
1: Seth decided to. He, he says He got
0: a journey cover band.
1: Because that's Ryan's favorite band.
0: Yeah. Um but then they start playing a, a foreigner song.
1: They start playing a girl like you. Like I've been waiting for a girl like you. Yeah. And both Sadie and Ryan acknowledge that it's a foreigner song, and Ryan's like, "Don't tell Seth." No, no, but
0: and, and Seth says says, says to then, Ryan like like, "Oh, you love Journey, right? Yeah, this is great."
1: Yeah. So then Ryan and Sadie acknowledge that it's a foreigner song, yeah. and then Seth also acknowledges to Summer that it's a foreigner song because he got a foreigner cover band because they're cooler. And,
0: <laughs> and at this point, Aaron had already arrived at my house, but I just sort of looked and said, "Wait, what? <laughs> what?" Well, I don't understand why he is holding up the idea of this is Journey to Ryan as a Foreigner song is playing. What's the equivalency we came up to? I don't remember, but... It'll it, be like if you was like, oh, I heard a Blink-182 cover band. And they start playing "Into Deep by some 41. You're like, yeah, Blink-182. This is Blink-182.
1: No, I just, I lost the equivalency because I started spiraling. Because oh, yeah. essentially what happened is Seth decided Foreigner was cooler... And he wanted a foreigner cover band. Yeah. So he banked on the fact that Ryan would think he was too nerdy to know what Journey is. He took advantage of that knowledge to get what he wants, which makes Seth maybe the worst human being ever.
0: Oh, no. I I wrote down that Seth is, in this episode, a monster. Ryan had one request. He didn't want to have a big party. Seth had a big party. He, he the other thing he said the big surprise he had for Ryan was a Journey cover band. He got a Foreigner cover band cuz he likes Foreigner more. Seth just made a party for himself.
1: But by the same token, has anything on the show ever made us think that Ryan likes Journey?
0: It, no, no, nothing nothing has ever made it clear that that I I would believe that Ryan maybe Ryan's favorite band is Journey that never came up that was never a thing that was made clear it was brought from this in, this exact moment but I believe that I also believe that Seth is trash
1: so while a girl like you plays everyone dances and this is cut with images of Marissa and Voychuk sitting on the lifeguard stand drinking and Voychuk taking off his jacket and putting it on Marissa because she is oh so cold
0: well, she has nothing on her she is she is all bone
1: so now I don't know how the show wants us to feel about Voychak.
0: <laughs> I still don't like him because it comes from the because it because the line because of the. Turn- I'm not telling
1: you to like him. I just think the show is trying to make us. Oh no,
0: I think the show is feel like, different things. To and be and like that's him. all.
1: Mm. I'm not telling you that you need to feel something different. <laughs> But I don't I don't think Voychuk is doing it because of the threat anymore either. No, I, I don't think he
0: is either, which makes it even somehow that makes it weirder.
1: It's like he was like, um I'm a stalk that girl and then he started stalking her and he was like Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. Now, my heart is stalking that girl. My emotions. I mean, the thing that made me clear for that is when he walked by her trailer and just, like, she caught him. He was like, huh? (laughs) And ran off. Like, what? What was the end game? I thought maybe he left something for her. Like, she was going to open up her door. Yeah,
1: I thought so, too. like, there'd be a present
0: there. No, he just walked by, got caught, and rode off on his motorcycle.
1: It's just... It's a lot. It's like he normally sleeps with girls who are insecure or dissatisfied, and now he's met a girl who's genuinely sad. And he's like, oh no, I also have sadness in my heart. Oh
0: my god, her sadness is real and so is mine.
1: Oh my god, people have emotions. I
0: love the idea of this guy who is just a sexual sociopath, just slowly learning what feelings are. (laughs) He's like a robot whose empathy check- chip kicks in a sexual robot let's not forget the sexual he's part he's a
1: sexual robot but now he's realized that sometimes sex has feelings attached and sometimes it's better that way wanna, not all the time I sometimes I start
0: dating Marissa I don't want to have a talk between him and Ryan where Ryan goes is what you meant by turnabout is fair play you're going to date my ex-girlfriend and Volchuk's just like I don't know man I don't know I'm stuck in this now we're going on a cruise together I think I might propose to her I have no idea
1: I've been told this is what you do and I feel it Ryan I feel it in my heart
0: okay we're gonna have this conversation later because you are losing your mind I gotta go so Aaron
1: Yes, Kevin. For this episode,
0: did you find yourself a CW moment?
1: Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic decided to do some tiny home renos and then ended up banging down an entire wall and finding a nest of drama?
0: I was going to say either that or falling down the stairs. Like, was, there's was two things you could do there.
1: And you know what? Unfortunately, usually my goof does not have to do with my CW moment. Yeah. But oh my god, it's that hammer. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. The sexual innuendo hammer.
1: Yeah. Well, it's either the hammer or it's how often everyone just lurked by the trailer this episode.
0: Oh God, there's there are so many insane moments. There's there's Marissa having a having like a flashback out that makes her fall down the stairs.
1: I mean, Marissa has been known to have flashback freakouts this season.
0: It's the intensity of it reaching the point where like she has completely like being in a house that remind that I mean it is the house from this this thing which never made it clear that that was her. Like, I don't think she thinks about the model home all that much.
1: No, I don't think that was a key moment that season for her.
0: But, uh, but, I mean, also, we don't think Ryan's that fan of Journey.
1: (laughs) So what do we know? So what do
0: we know? (laughs) But your moment's one of those.
1: There's a great many moments. Great many moments. Or Sandy not deciding to escort Don back to the hotel. Like, that... is you know, illogical. He's a
0: lawyer. He he knows how to read these things. I feel like Yeah,
1: he should have known she was going to run.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it still would be cool. See, literally, he caught her running and her being like, "No, no, please, I can't go I back." I Don't force and he, me and to. And him deciding, to be like, "All right, fine," but, but you know, you you should give him something. And her give maybe like her giving him the letter at that point and being like, "Okay, I can't make you."
1: I can't make you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kevin, they wasted all, all their screen time on shots of men walking up to the trailer and then being like, no, no, and leaving. <laughs> or that insane scene with Matt.
0: Yeah, that's true. And yeah, where Marissa's given, once again, is being actively punished by being like, oh, and here's this burnt out letter. This is definitely evidence and should probably stay with like the crime file. But no, we'll give it back to you.
1: So that she would have a good reason to go find Voychuk? Also,
0: it's yours. I know you sent it to someone else, but legally it's yours.
1: Your name's on it. Your name's on it. <laughs> <sighs> I hope she feeds it to the sea in the next episode. <laughs> where Johnny will be waiting for it. Who knows? It.
0: If we never see that, that note again, I would not be surprised. That seemed to make no sense. Also accurate. You still have to ask me what mine is.
1: Oh, I thought you were telling me yours while we were talking about all these things. No, so these were all my moments. No,
0: you meant you mentioned what your moment was, and then there's a whole bunch of moments in here.
1: So, uh, did you pick one of the seven moments we just discussed?
0: No, actually, because this because this episode has so many like ridiculous CW moments. I actually picked a moment that I do truly believe is the CW moment, but it's actually one of the most heartwarming moments of the episode. Mostly because there's no reason why this moment should have happened, and that is the moment right at the very end when Sadie and Ryan go up to um uh, Sandy and Kirsten at the party, mm. and Sadie says, "So this is your family." which is a weird thing for her to say cuz she knows his background and knows like all of his his like his, his his history and they are his guardians and things such as that. But she says the exact phrase, "This is your family," and Ryan says, "Yes."
1: Which and means it, that Sadie is a good judge of character. <laughs>
0: it's it's a very heartwarming scene. Um I don't actually think it makes sense for her to say, "This is your family." Um but you know what? It made a very heartwarming scene. It was a great moment. It was a great cap off to the entire, like, you know, turmoil with Dawn and all those mm-hmm. things. Because that is his family.
1: And I'm not going to fight you on what you believe.
0: What? It is. A, it is an overly dramatic moment. That's the. That's the. That's the. The point of a of a CW moment is something that is. I, I'm
1: not. Yeah. I'm not. You can <laughs> believe that your CW moment is whatever you pick. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, you picked yeah. it, so it is your CW yeah. moment. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it is something that I don't think makes sense logically, but is but is what's put in there for drama. In this case, good drama. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you give me a look. All right, well, we're wrapping <laughs> I, up this episode. I think episode. it makes sense
1: for her to say it, but I'm not going to fight you about it. And I don't.
0: Um, well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, <laughs> and...
1: And the beauty of the world is we don't have to think or feel the same thing. We're going to we wrap up this episode. Coexist. No, we're going to
0: stop talking about this. We're going to stop talking about this. No,
1: that was a part of the wrap up.
0: Mm, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I don't, I don't know why I decided to be so aggressive with you at the end here. I don't want you talking anymore, Aaron. I'm going to talk.
1: You know how sometimes Hey Riddle Riddle does a goof where oh, uh, the guys are interrupting Aaron all the time? Man,
0: we cannot reference another podcast that's better than ours.
1: But they both have errands. They both do have errands. That's true. There is a
0: similarity there.
1: And we fill very different niches. (laughs) You can listen to both of us. You're allowed to like numerous things. Yeah,
0: this is where we plug a different podcast.
1: Hey, Kevin, do you have another podcast?
0: Oh, man. No, not a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I am on the third space. That's a, that's a podcast where we make fake worlds. I've never – I mean, I did talk about the podcast. I never plugged it on this one.
1: It just seemed like a logical segue. Yeah,
0: I guess it did. Well, hey, if you like this, uh, you should give us a rating of view a subscription on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you want to find us.
1: You should also tell us about your different opinions from ours in a respectful <laughs> and kind way because two opinions can exist simultaneously in the world – on Twitter, which is PodcastMOA, Podcast moa, or please take us in some pretty pictures on Instagram, PodcastMOA, or email us with longer coexisting kind opinions, PodcastMOA at gmail.com.
0: Man, the way I know you're mad at me is when you get really, really amnable. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like, I disagree with you, but I will, com- I will repeatedly iterate that we can have differing opinions and i want you to know that we have no differing. i
1: want our audience to know that it's okay when we fight
0: no i think our audience should feel very awkward
1: but i like our audience no, i I'm want go- them to come back Aaron, i'm
0: gonna disagree with you with everything from the end of this episode to what wait what from now to the end of this episode because i think it's very important that people know that there are multiple <laughs> there are multiple
1: opinions so you can find oh, Kevin at and Strumen, like a- K. Weir. He's no, you
0: can't. Also
1: is writing a short novella series. No, I'm not. The last one of which is coming out on Friday. I disagree with that. So look up Kevin Weir on Amazon, and you can buy his short novellas. You could also buy his book, which is called Endless Hunger. I don't think it is. And you can also go to my blog, where I haven't posted anything recently. Oh, you but are? who knows what kind of diatribes will come up.
0: I was going to do yours. <laughs> but... For- Fine. I'm really holding on to this bit until the end.
1: I mean you can say things about mine if I will, you so wish. I will
0: not see you next week. Will Neil propose to Julie on the cruise?
1: Is Voychev truly opening his heart to Marissa? Will Sadie ever flip that house? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders and Abs. A
0: teen drama fan cast?